This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth planners and investment managers who offer unwavering support in challenging times. Visit candowealth.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman and this is the Sunday Roundup. The Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, joined Laura Koonsberg this morning ahead of the autumn statement, which will be held on Thursday. The prospect of a recession and a general need for stability have meant that this fiscal event is unlikely to be anything like the last one. With no rabbits available to be pulled out of the hat, Hunt laid the groundwork for some unpopular choices to come. You've been explicit that we face difficult decisions. That's often code for the fact that everyone's going to have to suffer somehow. Is everybody going to pay more tax? We are going to see uh, everyone paying more tax. We're going to see spending cuts. Uh, But I think it's very important to say that we are a resilient country. I think that, as Simon Sharma would say, we've faced bigger challenges in our history in the past. And we're also a compassionate country. So we will introduce a plan that will see us through the very choppy waters that we're in economically. Uh, But we'll make sure that we protect the most vulnerable Uh, and in particular deal with the single biggest worry for people on low incomes, which is the rising cost of their weekly shop and rising energy prices. And economically that makes sense too, because as uh, Paul Johnson was saying, inflation is much higher than it should be, and that is destabilising people's uh, family finances, as well as being very bad for and businesses sure we'll, in the we'll economy. And we'll come to that later, but explicitly at the outset, people are going to lose some of their public services and people, everyone you say is going to pay more tax. So everyone is going to notice the consequences from the decisions you're going to announce on Thursday. I think people will notice because these are difficult decisions, but they will also see there's a plan to get through this. Um, and if we do this wisely, we can make this uh, recession that we may be in as short and shallow as possible. And that's certainly what... I'll be trying to do as Chancellor. And I I want people to understand that although these are difficult decisions, uh, we will be doing it in a way that means that we get through to the other side. Uh, But as a country, I think we know that the way you deal with problems is by facing into them, not by pretending they're not there. I want to give people the confidence that we are actually doing that. Koonsberg challenged Hunt over why the UK had not yet managed to grow the economy back to where it had been before the pandemic turned everything on its head. Every other major economy has got back to the size that it was before the pandemic. We have not. There we are, the UK lagging furthest behind. Now, every major economy has had to deal with war in Ukraine and energy prices. Every country has had to deal with the demands of the pandemic. Why are we lagging behind? Isn't that down to what's happened in the last 12 years on your watch? Well, I think that is one snapshot, if I may say. This year, we've actually got the fastest growth in the G7 of all uh, the major countries on that list. So we're catching up uh, fast in that respect. But do we have some issues as a result of the pandemic? Yes, we we seem to have about 600,000 more people who have left the labour force. And we need to understand why that is, because that's creating constraints for businesses that are finding they can't employ the people they need to. That's absolutely something I'll be talking about on Thursday. And what I want people to see is that we have a a plan that is not just to deal with the short-term pressures of these very high energy prices that are causing, causing such worry to families up and down the country, 
but also a plan to grow the economy, to make us one of the most prosperous countries in Europe, which of course is what we need if we're going to fund the NHS and our public services. Hunt was previously the UK's longest serving health secretary and went on to chair the Commons Select Committee on Health and Social Care. Sophie Ridge asked the Chancellor if there might be any spare change forthcoming for the NHS. I just want to have a look at the latest figures for A&E waiting times, um, because this really is um, pretty uh, stark. This is the number of people waiting more than 12 hours in A&E uh, in uh, England. Uh, 4,000, 43,000, I should say, 792 in October. I mean, frankly, this doesn't look like a health service that can find efficiency savings. This looks like a health service that, you know, is on the brink of, of collapse. There are massive pressures in the NHS. Obviously, it's something I know very well from uh, previous jobs I've done. And I think that doctors, nurses on the front line are frankly under unbearable pressure. So I, I do recognise the picture you say. Um, it's also true that there is a lot of money going to the NHS and, and they will be the first to say that in a context where funding for the NHS is going up, we need to do everything we can to find efficiencies. But if you're saying to me the NHS is in a very, very tricky situation, I agree. And, you know, I care passionately about the NHS. I've spent more time thinking about the NHS than any other public service in my time in Parliament. And we need the NHS to help us get out of the economic difficulties we're in because, as you'll see in other parts of the Sunday papers, we've got a big increase in the number of people who aren't working, aren't taking part in work, even though they perhaps could. And sometimes that's as a result of long-term sickness. So the NHS is part of the solution as well as facing some very big problems. Ridge also spoke to the Shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves about Labour's plans to balance the books. In September, you said uh, on GMB, austerity is not the right approach. We will oppose any cuts to public services. Is that still your position, that you will oppose any cuts to public services? Public services are already on their knees. Seven million people are waiting for uh, an NHS uh, operation uh, or, or support. Um, you know, if you look at our schools, our class sizes are increasing. Teachers are increasingly having to fund the basics out of their own money. And so I don't believe that austerity 2.0, after the austerity that we've gone through after the last 12 years, is the right approach, which is why I'm arguing for two things, both fairer choices on taxes, but also, crucially, a plan for growth. Because one of the reasons that we are in this mess we're in and why we have been so uniquely exposed in Britain with one of the lowest growths of any of the OECD, the major industrialised economies, is because we've just been languishing in the league tables in growth over the last decade. So we need a growth plan. It's why I've set out Labour's Green Prosperity Plan. With Ukrainians celebrating as Russian forces make a retreat from the city of Kherson, Sky's Deborah Haynes interviewed the Chief of the Defence Staff, Admiral Sir Tony Radikin. Now, we're talking um, just after Russia has given this order to withdraw its troops from Kherson city in the south of Ukraine. How significant is that? I think it's significant in the sense that, once again, you're seeing Russia fail. Russia's failed on all of its strategic objectives. It wanted to subjugate Ukraine. The opposite is hap has happened. Ukraine is fighting for its freedom. It wanted to take control of the cities. You saw that fail. It wanted to, to weaken NATO. NATO is stronger. And now you're seeing a war that inevitably, at the tactical level, has twists and turns. But you're seeing a Russia under pressure 
taking desperate measures. That's why it's had to mobilise additional people. But it's, it's got to try and overcome a nation that's fighting for its freedom, a nation that we're supporting alongside lots of other international countries, whether that's cash, whether that's armament, whether that's ammunition. And finally, Simon Clark, the former levelling up secretary and ally of Liz Truss, gave Ridge an update on how the last prime minister was doing. Uh, well, I, I, I saw uh, Liz at the, 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 the farewell gathering that she held at uh, Chequers last month and I'm going to see her again uh, this week. But she is remarkably uh, resilient. She's always been exceptionally dignified and there's no, there's no self-pity there. There is obviously regret and we all share uh, regret for, for what happened. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly uh, continue to regard Liz as both a, a, a great colleague and a, and a good friend and someone who, as I say, I think has fundamentally got uh, her, her perspective on what this country needs to do right. That's all for this week. I'm Isabel Hardman and this podcast was produced by Matthew Taylor. Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffeehouse Shots podcast on the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe to our daily Evening Blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. Thanks for listening and do join us again next week.